This is Jimmy Bullard, a.k.a. The Bulldog, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, well, prepare yourselves for another Fulham 2021-22 season cliche-laden show we had a magnificent away day in Hull. Mitre scored the winner. Fulham are three more points closer to winning the league. Marco Silva's a genius. And Wigo's hungover. Oh yeah, and Dylan joins us from sunny Spain too. Get in there, you whites. He's scored more goals than you. My name is Matt Wachler, and this is your Fulham Focus Podcast. So then, lads, it was another beautiful away day in spite of some appalling rain and a pitch that looked like something from the 1970s, let's be honest, by the end of the game. But it is another three points chalked up and another performance similar to the last outing at Stoke where we had to dig deep to get over the line, much the same as Peterborough as well. As always, your thoughts, please. Yeah, I was watching watching from Spain. Uh, seemed like it seemed like it was going to be one of those ones where we had to grind out the victory and that was how it proved to be. But uh, as usual, Mitrovic uh, comes up trumps with the uh, with the goals against the three points, and the taste of victory is sweet. Yeah, it wasn't a vintage performance, was it? But uh, we got the job done, and those are the kinds of games that win you leagues. Um, and those three points could be crucial come the end of the season. You know, we're eleven points ahead of Blackburn. Okay, they've got to play uh, Monday night, but it's still a really good position to be in, and we are by far the best team in this league. You know, Blackburn have got to play on Monday night, but then we'll have two games in hand over them. So we're yeah, in exactly. clear of them with a, with a game in hand. So we're, we're so far plus, ahead. So if you look plus at about QPR, 50 really, goal. Plus yeah, about 50 goal difference, superior. But if you look at, look at QPR, um, they're on 52, Blackburn 53. So 11, 12 points. Basically, it's four games, isn't it? And we've only got 16 games left. So I think we're well within our rights now to start looking at which game we're going to get promoted in. But we had a little look at that the other night and I, I said QPR or Middlesbrough, but never know, it might be even even sooner than that at this rate. And I, I didn't think the result was ever in any doubt, even though it took us a little while to grind that goal out. I, I never felt like we weren't getting the three points. Did either of you? No, I thought I always just thought we were going to score. I don't know if that's a sort of slightly boisterous attitude to take now, but I just, I just knew the goal was coming, even if it didn't look like we were going to score. I know Hull had a couple of, good chances and we were being pretty wasteful at times but I just knew it was eventually going to click and we were going to get the three points but I mean that's just how this season's made me feel I don't think I'll ever feel like it again so yeah well, it's unbelievable yeah. <laughs> it, it is it is yeah I must admit it, it for me it did sort of feel like one of those days I was like is it going to happen for us um but you know big moment big man up front big shit house. um and it was a great moment. I don't think Hull ever looked like threatening, really. That, as Dylan said, they had a couple of chances. But, um, you know, all in all, they weren't a very good side. I think the confidence has been knocked out of them since they've got a new manager, which is quite strange, really. It's usually the opposite um, effect. So, yeah, they weren't very good at all. And, um, yeah, it, it was always going to be a win for us, I thought, even if it is just by the one goal. And speaking of big shit houses, we had Danny with us uh, all day, didn't we? He, uh, he came up on the train with us 
um, had to play his bloody guess who's made more appearances in the Premier League, X or Y game all the way up. So um, I was almost suicidal by the time I got there <laughs> from playing that game. But the reason I said I said about Danny and, you know, us, us all being together in the away end, it was it was a strange atmosphere in the away end yesterday, wasn't it? You know, it wasn't wasn't as boisterous as usual. It felt it felt a bit disjointed, if anything. What, what, would you agree with that, Wigo? I don't know. It, yeah, I think I said to you at the game, I was like, there's something weird going on here. I don't know if it's because the fans are like, the, the away end's not very far back, but it's quite wide. So I think the fans were all sort of quite far apart. I, I don't know. It was a strange one. It was still, you know, great and getting the win was great, but it was it was different to um, Stoke and a few of the other away games I've done this season. Um, yeah. it, you know, it was still a great day and some of the chances are still spot on, but yeah, it definitely had some sort of different feel to it. Um, but yeah. He's, he's scored more goals than you was my my favourite from the day in reference to the fact that Mitro has got 31 goals and Hull have only got 26 as a team. <laughs> Dylan's got his Mitrovic shirt on yeah. back to front with Mitro yeah. 9 on the, on the front. Love it. Superb. Love that, man. Love that, man. We'll come on to him in a bit, though. So let, let's talk about the game then. So Silver named an unchanged side, which I was slightly surprised about. I thought we might see Harrison Reed come back in for this one, but as has usually been the case this season, Marco got his spot on, really, didn't he? Yeah, I thought I thought the changes would come in that sort of central midfield area. I thought we'd get to see um, John McHale, Seri and Reed from the start. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not questioning Marco Silva. The man is a genius, as the chart goes. And yeah, he got it spot on again. I just thought after, especially playing midweek and then yesterday, I thought it'd be a good chance for some rotation. But yeah, uh, Kearney and Chalabar did the business as as usual. I mean, Chalabar when he came into the squad really a couple of games ago, and he's just taken to it like a duck. A duck to water, or like a Premier League experience midfield to the Championship. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, he's he's fitted right in. He's another brilliant option for us. Yeah, it was always going to be. Um, he's always going to have a selection headache, Marco Silva, with the depth that we've got. Um, and as you say, I think he got it spot on as well. Chalaber is really starting to uh, come into his own, and you can tell why we got him in. He's a fantastic option to have in this league, and I think. Um, you know, next season, probably in the Premier League, I think he'll be a great option for us to have then as well. Obviously, we will still need to improve, but, um, you know, what a fantastic player to have around the squad. And, yeah, he's really shown up these last couple of games. And, yeah, big credit to him. He's not lost his confidence when he's had injuries and not really had chances. He's come in, taken his opportunity. And um, look at us now. We're talking about how well he's been playing. So, um, yeah, fair play to him. Harry Wilson had our two best chances of the first half. Firstly, when he took the ball around the hole keeper and then put it over the crossbar. He was off balance. I can forgive that one. Um, but he did bring a save out the keeper when latching on to Mitro's through ball, where perhaps he should have squared it to the unmarked Fabio Carvalho, who would probably have rolled it into an empty net, wouldn't he? I'm not really sure why, why he didn't square it. He was a bit selfish there. Um yeah, should have been 1-0 Fulham, shouldn't it, that second chance? Yeah, yeah, Wilson's a great player, but you've got to pass there. I mean, for the good of the team, I mean, that would have been an easy goal for Carvalho if, he, if he'd have passed. But, I mean, he took a shot. And I do sort of get it, you know, he's a player in form. He's been in form all season, really. But, uh, yeah, you have to pass there. I think anyone would, would do if, if you were in that position. And, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't pass. But we got the goal eventually, and that's all that really matters. But, yeah, we should... Yeah, we can't really waste too many chances in this league because there will be a game where it just doesn't come for us eventually. Yeah, I, I do think it was a bit greedy from Wilson, to be honest. Um, we could see it from where we were. You know, you can see Fabio running. Um, 
What a pass from Mitrovic, by the way, to put Harry Wilson through on goal. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, fantastic. You know, people say he only scores goals. No, you see the pass he got, um, the pass in midweek, and then the part, that pass as well. Absolutely unbelievable. He's not a one-dimensional player at all. Um, but yeah, Wilson should have scored. We should have been one new up early on. But as Dylan said, we got the goal in the end, and uh, that is the main thing. You know, he's he's so much more than just a goal scorer. And I watched the highlights on uh, on Quest this morning, and they said on there. I think Colin Murray said that he's had forty. He's been involved in forty nine percent of all of Fulham's goals this season. So obviously, he scored thirty one of them. What have we scored now? Seventy eight, I think. Seventy eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, seventy eight goals. And uh, I was speaking to Ben's dad yesterday because Ben came down to see to to see the game with his dad from Scarborough, and his dad said that he's got this bet on. And I remember Ben saying about this now. Um, for Fulham to score 100 goals this season. And I think, um, did he say he stands to win about six grand if we if we score 100 goals? It's, it's something mad like that. And we're, we're 22 off with 16 games to go. Oh, we should do it, shouldn't we? I hope for his sake we do it as well, because it would be a right kick in the bollocks if we get 99, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah. So... <laughs> Penalty in the last minute of Sheffield United, yeah. he'll be sweating, wouldn't he? Can you imagine? Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. I think we'll be all right, though. Hope so. Hope so. It'd be nice. Um, there was another chance for Harry Wilson, though, wasn't there, when he blazed over the bar after good work from Niskins Cabano down the left. And I thought that was another good game from Niskins Wigo, wasn't it? He's the best football player in the world. No. Well, I think so. No, I love him. I think he's brilliant. He really has been fantastic this season. Um, and he's another one. He took his opportunity. Um, he's never had a poor attitude. I think he's been with Fulham for as he joined 2016. So, you know, five and a half years now. And his attitude's always been great. He's never complained um, from what we've seen when he's not been getting the chances. He's coming this year and he has been absolutely fantastic. One of the best players in the league. Um, part of that potent front four. And he's he's brilliant. And I, it does make me sad because I know he's just not going to get the opportunity next year. Um, but... Do I think he's Premier League standard? Probably not. But he's never really been given the chance to prove it anyway. Um, so that would be nice to see. But he was he was fantastic yesterday again. Um, and he keeps doing this. And I just can't see Cavalero shifting him out of uh, out of the team at all. No, no chance. No, he's he's a, he's a top top player. Definitely one of the uh, the top eleven players of all time, I'd have to say, and definitely my favourite uh, winger from the Democ- Democratic Republic of Congo that I've ever seen play football. Um, and I've seen a lot of them play football, and he is he is right up at the top for me. He's, I mean, he's just he just seems to he amazes me every week with sort of how how consistently high a level his performances have been, especially after sort of a few years of just being on like the brink of the team. He seems to have finally cracked on now and sort of uh, nailed down that position for himself. Um, even when we first went up under Slav, that sort of let the sort of right winger, left winger spot where Sessegnon was on one side, that sort of other other hand side was the only sort of spot that wasn't nailed down in the team by the time of the playoff final. So I'm, I'm pleased to see he's managed to make it his own. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I I echo all of that by saying that he was one of the best players, one of the best football players in Hull yesterday as well. So um, high praise indeed for Niskins. 
Hull's best chance fell to Marcus Fors, and it was created for him by us, actually, when Tim Ream's clearance rebounded off Anthony Robinson's heel and inadvertently played him in on goal. But the whole striker dragged this shot wide. I felt on the whole we defended pretty well, though, despite the conditions. And conditions like that always make a defender's job much harder, don't they? Yeah, well, since since the 4th of August 2020, I think Brentford forwards have had a problem scoring against Fulham and evidently that curse is still in place. I thought he I thought he was going to score. I sort of I sort of looked away from it and I saw he was throw on goal. I saw the ball go past the keeper and it somehow dragged wide. Uh, sort of a lucky escape, but um yeah, it was sort of a rare a rare lapse in concentration or sort of a, an error from the defence and then those sorts of chances do come about. But yeah, lucky that we uh got away when we did and then scored at the other end. Yeah, he um four should have scored that and any decent side would take that chance, I think is fair to say. Um, I don't think I'm being overly harsh on Hull when I say that they're shit, um, because they are. Um, and, you know, this guy's not played in a long time. He's been back up to uh, Tony, and I think I think he was there when Malpay was there as well at Brentford. Um, so he's not really had game time. So I suppose if you're going to sympathise with him, you'd say that. But he does play for Brentford, so I also couldn't give a shit. Um, so I'm, yeah, happy that he missed it. But if we make those sorts of mistakes in the Premier League, we will get punished for it. And it's as simple as that. So, you know, we need to try and stop being too casual on it. You know, stop hissing about. Let's not give the give the opportunities uh, for these chances to be put away. Yeah, well, when the Hull fans asked for more attacking force up front in the uh, January transfer window, I'm not quite sure that's what they were expecting. I mean, the board might have taken that one a bit too literally, but yeah. I think he's been on the sort of the fringe of the Brentford for a while, and uh, now he's uh, now he's at Hull. Oh, he's um, is he on loan for Brentford? I'm, I mean, I've never he even is, heard. Of yeah. him. I've never even heard of him. So, oh, okay, I didn't didn't realise. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking of Hull being shit, my second favourite chant uh, from yesterday was Marco Silva. He left because you're shit. <laughs> That's another good one as well. <laughs> good fun. That's what I love about away days. Stupid stuff like that. Anyway, um, we had a free kick at the beginning of the second half and it looked like Cabano was lining one up, maybe to pelt one underneath the wall and into the bottom corner. But Mitro quickly ran around the back of the whole defence and was picked up by Tom Kearney. Big man bought a save out the whole keeper, but it's nice to see that we're actually trying different things in these situations. And we seem to find new ways to score goals all the time this season. I just love to see it. Every week I'm being thoroughly entertained. You just don't know what's coming next, do you? But you know there's going to be a chance around the corner sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, when we when we played Bristol City and Birmingham, those sort of six, those two six-two games, I think every single goal was different. So twelve different sorts of finishing. When we had Carvalho running from running from deep and curling one past the keeper, even Mitrovic finding the top corner with a, a surprisingly a surprising amount of finesse um, and the headers, uh, volleys, that Cabano volley. But yeah, we just seem to be sort of finding loads and loads of different types of goals, and they're coming from all over the pitch, which is like a a key ingredient sort of any any winning team is goals being able to come from anywhere in sort of any any shape or um any shape or size. I'm, I don't know what I don't know quite where I've plucked that one from, but uh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, let's cut that bit out. Class, but, um, class, class, classic Dylan, full of innuendo without realising it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stinker. <laughs> 
All right, mate, let's let's move on. Let's let's rescue you. So Keen Lewis possible a good save out of Marek Rodak when his whip shot from the left wing was and I thought this was an even better save by the way that Rodak pushed it away from the whole players who were kind of loitering, waiting to sit the ball in the net from the rebound as well. Two clean sheets in a row now for Marek. And after the dog's abuse he got from a, f- a few of you guys, I don't know who it was. I know Morgan was one of them. Was it you as well, Wigo? Um, for, no, it wasn't for, me. For, for not keeping a clean sheet for a few games in a row. I thought he's had, he had a good game yesterday. Again, difficult conditions for a keeper as well, isn't it? It wasn't me. I didn't say anything. <laughs> he, uh, he played well and fair play to him. As you say, with that one, it was a good save. He could easily have palmed that out into the uh, awaiting hole players. But... Um, he kept it clear, which was fantastic. And yeah, credit to him. He's made some good saves. Um, I do think at the time the criticism was justified, to be honest. And I will sit here and back up, back up little Morgan as well. Um, yeah, he, 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 Rodak did kind of deserve the criticism because he should have, that Stoke game was one of the worst. He should have made that save. I don't think that's harsh, but he's the best keeper we've got at the club and he's been brilliant. And I do think he's got the potential to be a Premier League goalkeeper. So uh, I would quite like to see him given the chance next year. I'm going to have to wind the tapes back and check this from that Stoke game. I'm pretty sure that wasn't what you were saying after that game. Yeah, yeah something VAR yeah, will check that. No, it's, um, <laughs> I wasn't too harsh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I still think he's a brilliant keeper and the, the save that he made yesterday was was a really good one because that's the sort of save as well where he could have tried to catch it, but because the ball's going to be so slippery because, the like I said earlier, they, they play rugby on that pitch as well, don't they? And they, it was cutting up horribly towards the end. And then you see the state of Mitro's shirt at the end of the game. He's just absolutely filthy. Um, but yeah, he, he's a top keeper. Um, and let, let's come on to Mitro then. Let's come on to the, the moment of the game. So 11 minutes after the break, we finally got the goal. What a delivery in from Nico Williams and a perfect header from Mitro to equal the championship record of 31 goals. Hence, he scored more goals than you. He went straight over to the whole fans who'd been giving him stick, rubbed their noses right in it, knee slide right in front of them with his arms outstretched. Superb. Again, what, what more can we say about this man, lads? Um, I think he might be the first ever Serbian to win the Ballon d'Or in future. I'm going to put it out there. And I will seem like an oracle when it does finally come true. But I think I think next season what we'll see is him finally sort of um, taking his game to that next level in the Premier League. And because everyone says, oh, he's a, a championship Ibrahimovic, but like a Premier League. I think I saw Premier League Nikola Zigic, which is a really random shout. But um, I think that, that first season we were in the Premier, he got eleven goals, which wasn't bad for a team that was so so poor. And then last season he just wasn't given the chance on the park. But I think next season we'll see him sort of taking his game to the next level. And it'll be a, a full season up front in, in the Premier League for probably one of my favourite players ever. I just can't, I just can't stop waxing lyrical about him. He's he's so good. I uh, I see a footballer that's wanted, that is made to feel like a part of the club, um, and he's really, you know, the team is built around him, and that is a fantastic thing to see, especially after everything from last year. Um, to have Marco Silva come in and make Mitrovic, um, have Mitrovic play the way he has been, uh, you know, he's been fantastic. Pro- the best since I've been going to Fulham, you know, in like 20 years, that's the best single season I've ever seen from a player. He's been unbelievable. Um, 
and it gives him the confidence going into next year in the Premier League as well, because we know he can do it. Every other fan on social media who doesn't even go to games, they ain't got a clue. They didn't watch in 18, 19 when we had one of the worst teams in the, you know, in the Premier League ever. And he still scored 11 goals, you know? So if you're an actual football fan, you know that Mitrovic can do it in the Premier League. He just hasn't had the opportunity to do it. And I he think does he it will for, next year. He does it on, on the biggest stage, though. He does it at international level. Yeah, really right. I mean, the, header, the header against Portugal, for example, you know? Um, so exactly. exactly. And then he came back it's the next week. And warriors. I think the week before that, he was doing it at Peterborough. And the week after that, he was doing it at home to Barnsley. Um, but, you know, it's he's a fantastic player. And, Again, watching the the Quest highlights this morning, and Ian Holloway said that the delivery from Williams was like a delivery that you'd expect to see from Trent Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool. Um, a really good ball in, but Mitrovic still had a lot to do because I think as as you look as you watch that ball coming in, it's his movement that gets into that that ball first, and that's that sounds like a, a stupid thing to say, but he, I think the defender's favourite to head that away until Mitrovic just kind of goes round him and jumps up comes out of nowhere and sticks that in the bottom corner. It's an absolutely brilliant goal. And, and also, I love a headed goal from open play as well. It's, it's yeah. very intelligent play from Mitrovic because he's right behind the defender. And I think that's what the defender's expecting. Um, and it's like a quick jolt backwards to then get in front of the defender. And as you say, he's still got a lot to do. Just get a glance. He's not put too much power on it. He's not massively changed the direction of the ball. He's got that glance and he's gone straight into the corner. You know, you're in that position. You can head it either side. You're right in the middle of the box. You know, are you going to go to the goalkeeper's left and totally change direction? Or are you going to get that glance? Um, it really is a fantastic header. And he's had a few of them this year. Um, and defenders still can't keep up with him. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant goal. It, it really was. And now we've got to look at and see how many goals he's going to get this season. He's got 31. We've got 16 games left. The record um, was got by Guy Whittingham, who scored 42. So what does he need? Another uh, 12 goals? Another 12 yeah, goals 12, to take the 12 record. Goals. 12 goals in 16 games. I mean, it's well not even out of the reach. question. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, he's got 31 in 28. So to ask, to ask him to get another 12 goals in 16, it's like... The fixtures we've got coming up as well are like favourable, I think. We've, we've still got to play Barnsley away. Okay, last time we played Barnsley away wasn't great, but and they have just beaten our uh, lovely neighbours as well. But I was going to say, um, can we just can we just take a minute to to appreciate Domingos Kina, who got yeah, the winner for, uh, for Barnsley? Yeah, yeah, 007, Domingos Kina. <laughs> it's yeah. a great goal Brilliant. as well, by the way. Well, it's a great goal. Wasn't it's it? a great yeah, goal. Why didn't he do that at Blackpool? Why didn't he do that at Fulham? Well, I mean, he wasn't on the bench half the time, but yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable result that as well, by the way. QPR getting beaten. So another three points away from them as well. Perfect. Perfect. Apart from Bournemouth getting those two late goals at Blackpool yesterday, when Bournemouth um, when Blackpool were winning 1-0 until about the 85th minute, weren't they? And then, what's his name? Shrieky Dembele um, got the winner in like the 95th minute. So that's a shame because it would have been nice to have pulled even further clear of Bournemouth. But, you know, we're clearing, we're pulling clearer of the pack as we go. So um, it's all good. It's all good. Um, do we need to say anything more about Mitrovic, really? No, I, th- I think we just about covered it, haven't we? What a guy. What a, what a Fulham legend. And, yeah. and, he, he, and he came over at the end as well, didn't he? Pump, like fist pumping and banging his chest, all that sort of stuff. You just love to see it, don't you? Love him. Absolutely love him. 
Um, there were some decent changes made by Marco Silva on his old stomping ground as well. You know, Harrison Reed came on for Tom Kearney with 14 minutes left and added a bit of steel to the midfield. Bobby Reed came on for Harry Wilson at the same time, and then Muniz came on for for Mitrovic. What are your thoughts on the changes, lads? And and just generally speaking, what are your thoughts on Marco Silva at the moment, who just put to bed the curse of the Manager of the Month award, didn't he? Having collected the award for January, he's gone and gone and won the next game, which doesn't often happen. Yeah, well, I guess on on the changes, I mean, it was a rough, it looked like a, a rough surface. So I guess on that sort of pitch, once you know the sort of the games edging close to being won, you sort of trying to avoid any sort of injuries to your sort of key players. And Kearney is obviously, we know what his record of injuries can be like. And I think I think Silva's managed his game time over the past few weeks really, really well. Um, obviously, Muniz, uh, he's, a, he's a great forward. And Mitrovic, I think Mitrovic had just gone down. I think maybe it was just time-wasting, but just before he came off, he went down. Uh, so that's sort of just precautionary. And Harry Wilson, he was he's another one you don't want to risk injury to, but I don't think he had his finest game in a Fulham shirt yesterday. So I think that was probably a sensible decision from Silver as well. And it's lucky that we sort of have the um, the strength in depth to be able to bring people off the bench, like Harrison Reed, uh, Harrison and Bobby Reed. Uh, yeah, and obviously thoughts on Marco Silva. He's yeah, he's he's one of the best managers I've that I've seen manage Fulham. Uh, not quite on a Hodgson Hodgson level yet, but definitely sort of pushing around the sort of Slavisa mark, I'd say, in terms of my all-time favourites. Yeah, the football is more entertaining under Silver, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the football is more entertaining. I think that the twenty-three unbeaten will always just be sort of like a a twenty-three a twenty-three week long dream, really. Yeah, we're on another seven seven match, another seven match unbeaten run. We're on now. What did we get up to before? Was it eleven or something like that? And then we lost that Sheffield United game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we're. I mean, look at our record of draws in that as well. You know, we've drawn one of these games, and that was against Blackpool. Um, which was a tricky game. Um, Silver's been fantastic. When he when he come into the club, I had my doubts. I suppose as most people do with managers, that might just be the pe- might just be the pessimist um, in me because he'd never managed in the championship before. Um, it's a tough league. Anyone can beat anyone. You know, you look at where some teams are. West Brom are ninth. That's poor management. You never know how it's going to go. We have an unbelievable squad. We had an unbelievable squad two years ago and we should have gone up automatically. This one's an unbelievable squad. Did I have my doubts? Yeah, but it's been amazing. It's been an absolute blast this year. And you just want to try and go to every game you can. Like, if if you're not going because you don't want to, I'd advise you, you do it. I've done nine away days this year. And they've been some of the best days out I've ever had. You know, you see these results this sort of season. You'll look back and you want to, be, you want to say you were there. Um, and that come from a wise man named Matt Boisclair, who uh, told me that one. So I 100% recommend if you're not going to the away games, definitely do it. Because some of the results and days out are fantastic. Yeah, or you could be in a away game like a one-one away at Bristol City, which uh, <laughs> he went to that. Didn't you? Games, yeah, most forgettable games ever. And one in of the fairness, most blatant, mate, one of the most blatant offsides as well, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. In fairness, mate, I did Preston on a Saturday lunchtime. That was one all, half twelve, freezing. I said some. I, I said some of the away days were fantastic. I didn't say all of them. They're not all. Uh, 
Yeah, you've got to read the small print with these things. But by and large, yeah, the, yeah, probably the best season I've had following Fulham away. Not maybe not in terms of like actual venues, but yeah, definitely the results, the performances, and sort of the memories around the games. Yeah, definitely the best, the best I've done. So if if you are living in England and you can go to the games, then just go to the games because you'd be stupid not to. Yeah, well, we need to work on Wigo for Barnsley away. We were having this conversation on the way back yesterday, where we oh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. So yeah, you're trying to wear me down. I just, I could. I, the, the worst thing is, I know I'm going to end up going. Yeah, it's just a couple of days before Barnsley away. So I, I'd like you to do it for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a case of how long will it take to convince me to go. I'm giving it a couple exactly. of days. So, exactly. Yeah. What was the game the other day? I was Stoke, wasn't it? Where, where I said to you on the Wednesday, I think you should get yourself a Stoke ticket. Oh, I'm going to give this one a miss, mate. And then eight minutes later, you'd bought your ticket. <laughs> yeah, literally. I know. I tweeted about it as well. I was like, oh, God. It was like, you know, I suppose all in the morning's work at the end of the day. And that was quality. Yeah. That was a great day because was, we won. Yeah. When you win by one goal, it's um, the passion it brings out. It's not necessarily, you know, when we won 7-0 at Reading, it was amazing. It was fantastic. But I kind of stood there and clapped at the end, you know. Whereas a game like that, where you've won 1-0, you're going mad because you've managed to grind it out, you know, get the win, crucial three points um, on a tricky day. So sometimes the, the narrow margins are the ones that mean more. Yeah, and I'm talking about, you know, fist pumping and, you know, really going mad at the end. Chalaba was the first one over to the away end yesterday, which, you know, given the limited playing time he's had since he's joined the club, um, was really good to see. And he was he was proper like pleased with the win, wasn't he? You know, he was he was really fired up for it. So that that was good to see. And he's he's been fantastic recently, hasn't he? And it's it's a selection headache now for for the next game because you'd think our best midfield three really is probably Reed and then Carvalho and then either Kearney or Seri, depending on you know what your opinion is, but that is kind of a, that, that combination. But now Chalaba has thrown his hat into the mix and it's, it's going to be very difficult to leave him out, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's like a, it's like a good, it's a good headache, I'd say, because it doesn't, just because Chalaba and Kearney perform well, doesn't mean that Reed and Seri become worse players. I think if you put them in the team, they'll do equally as good a job. It's just one of those ones where you've got to keep everyone happy and then make sure everyone's getting the game time. But whoever you put in that sort of midfield is going to do a job and, is probably going to win us that midfield battle. I can say that with some sort of confidence. But yeah, I, to, I think it's a, I think it's a problem you'd love to have at the end of the day, and it's just really nice that we've, we're not just left with four or five absolute stinkers in the middle of the park. I think we've got to remember that Josh Onham is still floating around the club as well. You know, uh, yeah. he's a great player. He was brilliant for us towards the end of um, the last championship season, even though he started off terribly. Um, but, you know, he really became crucial for us. And he's a fantastic option to have. He started a couple of games at the start of this season and he played really well. And then I think he picked up an injury and all of a sudden, you know, he's found his opportunities massively limited, doesn't even get into the squad. And I feel really sorry for him. But I feel like you've got to be looking into next year as well, because I do think it's likely that we will go up. He will definitely be sacrificed, probably so, to free up a 25-man um, you know, squad slot. So these are the sorts of things you've got to look at. We've got to have one eye on next year as well. Um, you know, that's my opinion. We've got to look long term as well. 
Yeah, the thing with Josh Onimer is he was he scored at Huddersfield, didn't he? We were talking yesterday about our favourite away day of the season, and yeah. um, and uh, and Huddersfield was definitely still mine. I, I loved that game for for all sorts of reasons. But yeah, Josh Onimer got the one where we didn't realise he'd scored. Do you remember? And it's a game yeah, yeah, realise. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The and then you saw Mitchell bundling. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's weird to think that he's not yeah. in the in the squad anymore. But you know, sometimes we again we were saying this yesterday as well on on the way up. Sometimes your your best players don't necessarily make the best team. You know, a combination of the three best players don't necessarily make the best team. You, England always used to have that problem years and years ago yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Gerard and Lampard, didn't they? And I don't know whether we've got it now. I don't. I, I, I don't know. But it's like I said, it's it's going to be very difficult to leave Chalaber out next week. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely cases where like like the be- eleven best players don't make the best team. I mean, you look at people like PSG. I mean, they should have won the Champions League probably every year for about the last ten years based on the players they've got on their team, but they just can't do it. I mean, it's just it's just about finding the right balance to create a w- winning formula, really. And I think we've done that to a, to a certain yeah. extent. I mean, I mean, Silver knows how to make the tough calls and. Um, it's just yeah, it's, uh, we've got a load of talented players, and even though they can't all make the sort of starting eleven, we, we're still picking up the points, and that's all that matters really at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, lads, let's come on to man of the match for this one. Then, who was your man of the match for Hull- Man of the match for Holloway? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to give it to Mitrovic again because I'm worried that's going to sound slightly repetitive. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I can't look past him. I'm going to have to give it to him. A special mention to. To Chalibur and maybe to Nico Williams as well for a, a lovely assist. But yeah, can't look past the main man for equaling this sort of modern, the modern day record, I'll say. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Niskins Cabano. Uh, I've done it a few times this season and he was fantastic yet again. He's just got unbelievable feet. Um, yeah, fantastic again. Brilliant. Nice one. I think I'm going to go for Chalaba then, just to be different. But I was thinking about Niskan Scabano. I did. I did think he had a very good game. And you know, when when Mitrovic gets the gets the winner, it's very difficult to look past him as well. But I just I did think that Ch- um, Chalaba had a very good game. So yeah, three three different names. Nice one, lads. All right, that's it for this time. Then we go. Thanks for joining, mate. Good luck shifting your hangover. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, nearly there. Brilliant, yeah. And special shout out to the fact that you managed to spill um, dark fruit strongbow over everybody on the train yesterday as well. Cheers for that. Yeah, and I spilled it over myself on the way back, so don't worry about <laughs> it. You know, karma, karma is a bitch. Good grief, you plonker. Um, Dylan, enjoy the sunshine, mate. You'll be pleased oh, to know it's a grotty day. It's a grotty day. It's absolutely slinging it down here. So, um, hopefully, it will brighten. Um, it's going to be 25 degrees by the time we play Huddersfield. So, hopefully, that's another three points. Hopefully so, hopefully so, mate. All right, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back on Thursday with our Huddersfield match preview. So I'll speak to you then. Cheers. Cheers.